up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of the Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hi everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. My name's Derek, and the Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney+. Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. Well, a platoon is not a platoon with one person, so I want to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing so good, my friend. How are you? Hanging in there. School started, but everything's going well. I feel that. I'm going to bring in Peter. Pete, how are you doing this evening? Hey, everybody. I'm doing great. And then we've got Rebecca. Rebecca, how's it going this evening? It is going so good. I'm so excited. We're all here this week. We are all here, which means we've got Sam. Sam, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing so great, you guys, because two days ago I was at Castaway Key, and three <laughs> days ago I was at Castaway Key. So, I mean, what better place in the world is there than Castaway Key? Um, I'll give you a list. He makes good points. Um, <laughs> so, well, I said, please like, subscribe, and share all of our on all the different social medias and. We are now on almost all of the major pod uh, podcast services. I'm looking at you, Apple. Um, <laughs> so Spotify. I want to do a Kermit, a Kermit the Frog. Ah! <laughs> Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher. We're on there. Just search Plus Platoon, and we're the only ones on there. So get on there, and this episode will be on that podcast. Very, very shortly. So, Yay. that being said, there is a lot of Disney Plus news this week. Kate, what have we got going on? Oh, everybody, it's time for Disney Plus news. You're welcome. Um, first of all, Making of the Mandalorian Season 2 is coming out tomorrow. And Season 3 will start production next month. So if you're a Mandalorian fan, boom, there you go. Uh, we've been following the Behind the Attraction series that's come out. Episodes 6 through 10 release tomorrow. So we'll be looking at those uh, a little at a later date. Now, who remembers Goosebumps? I remember Goosebumps. We have R.L. Stein book Just Beyond series has released photos which are likely to come out in the time for Halloween, which is super exciting. I'm really pumped for that. Um, throwing it back to the old school, we have the Disney Plus movie, Peter Pan and Wendy. It just finished filming and will release in 2022. It is based off of the original play and the 1953 animated movie, which we have talked about here on the podcast. Um, and last but certainly not least, Disney Plus has commissioned a remake of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to be called Nautilus. 
get excited. Derek, back to you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So a couple of those, I'm really, couple of those I'm really looking forward to. That that Nautilus could be kind of intriguing. So yeah, I wonder if it, you know, it could be a whale of a tail, but we we shall see. <laughs> Thank you. This week we are. He'll be here all night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will be here all night. Um, so this week we are reaching back into the vault again, and we are watching Swiss Family Robinson. Now, this is the 1960 adaptation of the John Weiss novel that was published in 1812 with very little cannon fire. There was already a 1940 movie that stuck very, very close to the book. And interestingly, Disney bought up every print of that so that it wouldn't show anywhere while this one was showing. Um, when Disney created this one, the whole idea was, what would you want to experience on an island? They basically threw away most of the book. Uh, the movie was number one at the box office of 1960. It beat out Psycho and Spartacus. So two really big wow. movies. Uh, it brought in $40 million and almost 60 million tickets sold. So wow. now if you could think about if you would have averaged today's price of $10 a ticket, which is cheap, that'd be $600 million. So that would have put it at number one in 2020 due to the pandemic. And it would have put it similar to Ant-Man and the Wasp in 2018. So there would have been probably 20 more, 24 more shows in this series because, you know, Disney <laughs> likes to milk a cash cow. So the first thing we're going to talk about tonight, Rebecca, what is worthy of celebration? What did you like about the show? Um. My mom always told me that if you didn't have anything nice to say, to not say anything at all. So. Sam, what do you think? <laughs> That's hilarious, Rebecca. Um, so this movie is, you know, kind of a fun early Disney adventure movie um, where the kids are kind of the stars, I would say, but they're teen stars, not really um, little kid stars. The youngest son, I don't know the, any of the actors' names, so I'm not going to even try, but the youngest son is kind of hilarious and charming and has all these crazy bright ideas, one of which is to, you know, capture an elephant, another of which is to capture a tiger in mm -hmm. order to fight the pirates. So there, there's a lot of fun adventure in this movie. Um, you know, there's uh, this awesome treehouse that this family built. That's also, I mean, someplace I would kind of love to live. Yeah. It's right in Derek's background. You can see it. Sorry, I'm pointing the wrong direction. Um, but the treehouse is really cool. The fact that um, you know, these folks travel across the seas to, to find a new life and to build a new colony. And then they end up doing it, just not, you know, at a dessert. They end up doing it at a desert, deserted island instead of at New Guinea, as they had originally planned. There's, I think, a lot of fun adventure in this movie. We have the other question I'll, we'll get to later as to, you know, parts of it that are quite dated uh, and not so good. Um, but I would say this is a fun Disney adventure movie. Derek, what did you Guys, think? this is such a fun movie. There's animals, there's pirates. There is an amazing 
pool that I want in my backyard, which actually, guys, was actually a natural pool that is still there and you can still go swim in. Um, it has coconut bombs, guys. Uh, this is such a great movie for kids. Um, as a kid, my brother and I used to pretend that our stairs were the hill that needed defending. And we would have plastic baseball bats were the logs that rolled down. And then we had a wall of stuffed animals that we would throw down as the rocks that exploded. And it was just so much fun. Disney used to actually sell these old wooden rifles that were the old Davy Crockett rifles that you would, those were the guns that were at the top. This is such a fun movie. Growing up, this was in my top five as a little, as a little boy, this was in my top five. Um, I'm also going to say this movie has got very strong female characters, which was unusual for 1960 mother. Yes. And I guess that's her name, but it's mother and father because that's the name out of the books. She's an equal to him. She's never afraid to voice her opinion. She can do whatever she wants. She shoots a pirate. She's, you know, father knows that she is his equal. And that is not usual for a 1960s movie. Um, while Roberta is not quite as strong, she stands up for what she wants. She knows how to shoot. She's an active participant in the fight. And guys, she knows how to flirt. Oh, yeah. She does know how to flirt. <laughs> guys, there was even a working mother on the set. The python was pregnant. <laughs> so, oh, so I love this movie. Kate, I'm a little hesitant, but what were your thoughts? <laughs> so, so we're talking about good things yes. right now. Um, I, while this isn't my favorite movie of all time, growing up, I was a huge um, Little House on the Prairie mm -hmm. and Laura Ingalls Wilder fan. Um, and I want to say that the TV show from Laura Ingalls Wilder was made in the 60s or 70s. Yes. And this this movie gave me very big um, Little House vibes. So I I didn't watch this movie as a kid. I don't think I don't think I ever saw this as a kid. Um, I think I probably would have liked it as a kid. Because it gave me that same, it made, when I would watch Little House on the Prairie, I wanted to go outside and like play in my tree house and make little foods out of dirt and stuff. I think this movie would have instilled that in me had I watched it as a kid. Um, um, and yeah, it was good. And I liked the set design. I liked the, the creativity of the tree house a lot. I thought that was cool. Um, Pete? <laughs> I guess that's not a whole lot. <laughs> well, I have to say, I don't remember this movie from my childhood, though it uh, it was around at the time. Uh, but I don't remember seeing it. I probably did. But quite honestly, I didn't. We did watch it about three or four years ago when it was on the TCM, when Disney had the TCM mm -hmm. from the Vault Nights. Um, so this is the second time I've seen it in recent years. And I really enjoyed it. I, I, I can't say it was, you know, a, a top five, but I, I think it's one of the, we watched a ton of the old fifties and sixties Disney movies from when Walt was running the studios. And this is really one of the best ones by far, um, even better than 20,000 leagues, which I think that movie drags oh, yeah. a little bit. This movie didn't, it, 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 it was tight enough. It didn't really drag at any point. 
Um, as Derek said, very much an adventure movie. Um, it did focus on the on the teen uh, heroes. There was a whole section in the middle where the, where the two boys went off and kind of had their own story. Um, and you know, always the father and the mother were there, but they weren't really the focus. Um, and I would say also, I didn't find it. Um, it, it held up pretty well. I mean, there's some things you could argue, but I thought overall it held up pretty well, uh, for something that was, uh, you know, 60 years old. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. I think I'm the um, last one, right? <laughs> yeah. Ryan does say he, uh, he always gets Swiss family Robinson mixed with mixed up with lost in spaces, danger. Will Robinson. <laughs> same kind of same that. family though. That's the, that's the, uh, lost in that space is, was that is, based yes. on Swiss family Robinson. So, so was meet the Robinsons a little bit. So yeah, a little bit. Um, Gina says, you know, think this movie was targeted to tween and teens in 1960. It was definitely targeted. To, it was a, definitely a boy targeted movie in the sixties. Not completely. Um, now, so we talked about what civilization, there are some tie-ins real quick to some other movies though. So, father, John Mills, you guys all know his daughter. Haley Mills is his daughter, and she actually mm -hmm. visited the set at, right after she she was doing Pollyanna at the same time with James Corcoran, who was, um, oh, the little one, help. Not friends, not Ernst. Francis, thank you. Uh, thank Francis, you. Francis, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she she visited the set. Disney never did. But a lot of them visited. Um, Dorothy McGuire, Tommy Kirk, and Kevin Corcoran were all in Ye Old Yeller together Old in Yeller. 1957. So this is a pseudo prequel, but not really. Yeah, lots of Disney history. Yes. In this movie. Um, one of the dogs was also the Ugly Dachshund. One of the one of the great names was <laughs> the Ugly Dachshund. And here's the big one: one of the biggest fans of this movie is George Lucas. Okay. Oh, fine. Yeah. Um, now there's a there's a rumor out there that he named Anakin Skywalker after the director Ken Anakin. He has denied that in interviews, but there are two direct ties. The trash compactor scene is the Python scene, if you think about it. And <laughs> in Return of the Jedi, almost the entire Ewok fight scene has ties to the pirate scene, including chopping the logs and making people fall down. Oh, There's funny. The chopping the logs and knocks down the ATST walkers. It's from this. So this does yeah. tie into some other shows now. Yeah, and even even the Ewok village was inspired by the uh by the tree, house. Tree oh, house. by the tree houses. Yep. Yeah. I remember I, I I did know that, Pete. That's yeah. a really cool yeah. fact. Yeah. Sam what makes you want to pick up a coconut bomb and just throw it at the movie? <laughs> okay. So there's a couple of things. I mean, clearly there's some, you know, racist tropes here with the Asian pirates. You know, I don't even know what culture these, these, these pirates are supposed to come from because they use such a weird mishmash of, um, you know, costuming and adornments. And it, it was, that part was really cringeworthy for sure. Um, you know, 
I don't know what they would have done differently in 1960 that we would have found acceptable today. I'm not sure there would be really anything that they would have done in 1960 that we would have found acceptable today as far as the way they portray the pirates or the cult, whatever culture the pirates came from. But that was real. That was, I didn't like that. Um, the other part that is a, quite cringeworthy is just the helplessness of Roberta. I mean, even mother too. She's like, mother has a lot of decision-making authority in the relationship. Like she, it, you know, he father does defer to her as far as whether the boys can go around the Island, but really mother can't like, you know, climb uh, up the tree house or is too, you know, she can't do anything physical. I mean, I, I get it was a different time, but you get stranded on a deserted Island and everyone has to rise to the occasion. I don't care what gender you are. So that, that part was like, you know, with, with both Birdie and Mother, I just felt like, come on, ladies. Like, I get you're supposed to be dainty and ladylike and you're supposed to be have different gender roles for that time period. But you're on a deserted island. You're stranded. Pick up an axe and chop some wood, right? Like, help out a little bit. So that's the part that I, that I didn't love the way it wasn't, it was a little bit different than I sort of expected it. It's been so long since I saw this movie. I, I saw this movie as a kid, haven't seen it in probably 30 plus years, but watching that part, I actually expected it to be a little bit different. Um, but some of these gender norms are, are just frustrating watching them with 2021 eyes. Like I said, I've got to give it a little bit of credit. Derek pointed out a few things that were um, that, you know, these women for their age were actually, or for their time period, actually were kind of cutting edge ahead of their time. I wouldn't call them feminists, but they were at least um, more equal than most women were in 1960. So giving it that little bit of kudos, but huge criticisms on the gender norms and huge criticisms on the weird cultural appropriation and racist tropes of the Asian pirates. Derek? Muted. <laughs> Let's just keep him on mute. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to argue with you on the, the pirates. I will say yeah. they were actually speaking an Indonesian dialect. So for most of the lines, so it was actually they actually tried a little bit because uh, New Guinea is over in Indonesia. So they did try a little bit. Now, a bunch of English actors mm -hmm. in Yellowface. Yeah, the only one who was um, actually um, from that part of the world was the pirate captain. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yeah, Thanks. I totally get it. Um <laughs> The thing, and I think Kate may touch on this a little bit, guys. This is one of the worst movies for animal abuse. Oh and yeah. So I will. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot yeah. that part. Yeah. And <laughs> so I mean, I'll, I'll let Kate touch on this a little bit more, but I will also say that, guys, this was the norm for the time. I'm not saying it was right. I'm saying in 1960 they didn't care if animals mm -hmm. got hurt. I'm saying even in 1970s, I still remember the scene from Patton at the very beginning. They actually shoot two vultures. Yeah, they do. Well, won't be watching that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's also not old Yeller. So, um, but 
I mean, to me, the biggest problem of the movie is the trip across the island really drags. To me, they could have cut 10 to 15 minutes. Yes, we get it's a long way. It was hard. They walked through water. We get it. Okay. As as a as a film criticism, you cut 10 to 15 minutes out of the middle, and it's about right. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the six-year-old in me wants to add, except for the kissing parts. <laughs> but Peter Falk was right. Eventually, I didn't mind so much. So <laughs> Kate, what didn't you like about the film? Excuse me while I step up on this soapbox mm-hmm. here. Um, that Ryan prepared for yeah. you to get on, yeah, by Ryan the way. Got it up there for that comment up. <laughs> so um, the movie started and it showed all of the animals in the boat. And I looked at my boyfriend and said, I know. I just know they're not going to let all those animals die. And then they're like, come on, puppies and the dog. And I believe I messaged all of you at that point and said, if if these dogs die, like, I swear to Walt Disney himself, I am turning this off. And I told you um, it wasn't old yeller. You said it's not old yeller. <laughs> um, but I had this weird gut feeling before, because when we watch movies, in the vault, not only do I like to watch a movie, but I also like to do research on it to hear the behind the scenes stuff, whatever. Excuse me. Um, that was a mistake watching doing that on this movie, uh, because I found out that they that they were harming the animals. The animals were hurt and killed in the creating of this movie. Um, and that I just that kind of did it for me. I it took me out of um like I just couldn't get back into it. I couldn't. I couldn't get past that. Uh, just, I, I yeah. I wanted to like this movie. I wanted because it is so nostalgic. Um, Birdie Roberta wanted to throw her over a cliff. Just throw her right over she it. She was a kind of a pain, wasn't she? Like she was flirting with both those brothers. Yep. And I looked at Casey and I was like, Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. And like, girl got game. I'll give her that. But like, come on. She or she plays like the super, super dainty. I don't know how to shoot a gun. And then she takes the gun. And she's like, I think I got this. <laughs> boom. It's the it's the rock. Or she was like, aiming come for on, three man. over. But no, I, got to. <laughs> I just she I didn't I didn't like her character all that much. Uh, fun fact for you. The only living, the only person who is still alive from the cast uh, is Tommy mm-hmm. Kirk, who played the middle brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's just uh, I, I I couldn't get past the animal cruelty. I couldn't because then I couldn't even because a lot of times when you watch a movie and like a horse gets shot or something like I get, I have a visceral reaction when animals are harmed in movies, but at least I know like no animals were actually harmed in the making of this. And I couldn't say that to myself. And I just like, I just kept getting more and more mad. So, um, I'm glad I didn't do the same research that you did. Kate, Cause it would have, it would have given me a very different view of the movie. I'll be honest. Yeah. 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 So Pete, what you got? Okay. Well, so I guess I'm going to defend the movie a little bit. Um, of course, it's never good that, you know, you take white ask actors and have them play Asian characters. 
But I think as far as the portrayal of the pirates, I mean, the movie takes place in Napoleonic times, which is like early 1800s. What would we expect type of pirates to be in New Guinea and wherever in that area in 1810? They would be Asian pirates and they would be, you know, vicious and everything like that. So I don't. I don't really fault the movie that much for that. And again, in terms of the actors, that was kind of what Hollywood did. Not that it was a good thing or anything, but I don't, I don't really blame that. Uh, the animal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like that. There were a couple scenes where you could kind of tell that, uh, uh, you know, things were not going well for the animals, so to speak. Uh, so I, I, this, well, the zebra, I was more thinking when the dogs were attacking the, the tiger okay and, and now on that one those dogs knew that tiger and they were actually playing, playing. And having a good well, time yes they were actually those dogs knew that tiger so that's because they're not the, i was because they're not the same dogs because they're not the same dogs yeah. that are duke and turk so those oh, dogs did know the tiger i'm more talking about the zebra that got electric shocks to make it jump in the mud Mm. So, oh, we got electric shocks to make it jump Why are you in the telling me these things? I don't want to know that. Yeah, why? I mean, either. Why are you telling well, me, you guys? As Ryan I'm, says, he learns. Now some, I'm not going to watch. Learn something new every week, whether you want to or not. So. Yeah, I'm definitely not watching this movie <laughs> again. Oh, then, oh my goodness. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, the animal stuff, um, and I, I, I kind of agree with Birdie being like the you know, kind of leading on the two guys. And, um, you know, I guess she ended up picking one of them at the end. So I suppose not bad, but, you know, I don't know what, what else would happen though, when there's, you know, one girl and two guys, they're both going to be vying for her. Right. If you're in the, in that, if you were in that real situation on a deserted Island, um, the one thing I didn't like was, uh, Sam mentioned she liked Francis, the little boy. I couldn't stand him. Uh, he was that, perfect six overacting child. And just like he was to me so obnoxious. I mean, yeah, they, they gave him some good ideas and things like that, but I was just like, Oh, would you shut up? So. <laughs> I loved his crazy kooky ideas, Pete. It wasn't so much him like as an actor, but I really loved the crazy kooky ideas that, cause he was the one with sort of his grand plans. Right. And so to me, it sort of kept some of the adventure part mm -hmm. of the movie moving. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. But I agree. I don't think his acting skills. No, were great. no. <laughs> well, it was very much. No one that, has ever said his acting skills were great. Child, so. child actor yeah. of the time. That's how they. That's pretty much how they acted. If you right. were, if you were. That was what they were expected yeah. to do. So, yeah. Um, but I will allow. I'm guessing Rebecca has a few things to say. So I'm going to allow Rebecca to to input because I don't have a ton of negativity myself towards it. So go for it, Rebecca. Well, I did find one nice, I wrote one positive thing about the movie and it has nothing to do with the movie contents at all. And it's the fact that the song that Roberta and the dad dance to is used on the carousel at Magic Kingdom. And so I thought, oh, okay, that's where that song comes from. I had never known where that came from before. Sorry, well, we have technical sound difficulties at Rebecca's place. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, 
So I, I had never known where that song came from before. And so I was like, I instantly recognized it. And that was probably the only thing. Um, I did not even have to do any of the research that Kate had done prior to the movie to understand that the way they use these animals was so horribly wrong. And I'll be honest, like I paused the movie right when they got to the Island thinking that I was like, I'm already almost done. Like how, how did, how did it go so fast? Like, I feel like that was super quick, not even maybe a third of the way through with it. And I'm like, what, else is there like I was much more looking like I thought the movie was oh this family is going on this adventure and this journey they're going to this new colony and they end up crashing and now they have to like learn to survive they end up building this tree house the tree house is supposed to be the most magical thing that was the end they figured out how to survive and they love living there come to think of it, they flourished the second they get there and they're they have no problems <laughs> they you know, everyone's got food. No one's worried about the rain except for the first night. Like there, there was literally nothing that had gone wrong. And so I was like, that's a little obnoxious. Um, I, I don't want to touch on Roberta's character because everyone else already has. That was enough for me. Um, the, yeah, I, I could not, and I will not get past the, the use of the animals. Um, I was actually I, I hadn't read anything that Kate had sent in the messaging like before I'd watched the movie. And so I was like thinking the same thing. I'm like, these dogs are going to, I'm literally going to watch them drown. Like I, they're, they're literally going to put it in the movie. I can't, why, what in the world? Change of heart. Okay. I'm like, Ooh, all right. A little bit of redemption there. And then I was like, the rest of the animals are still there. You have to get the rest of the animals out. And they do, they go back and they get the rest of the animals out and bring them onto the thing. And I was like, okay more redemption. Like we're not killing any of the animals. And then they're riding them over and over and over again. They're, you could tell the ostrich major anxiety just from that. I, that was not a, 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 the ostrich wasn't page or wasn't paid to do that. Like it quite literally was flailing around with its neck and not wanting to be touched. And it was, you could visibly see it. You did not need to know that they were harmed or hurt during the film and the making of it for that to happen. Um, so I really wish that it, the movie had stopped the second they got to the island. Well, okay, after they've rescued all the animals, I thought the, the boys, Roberta really ruined, I thought that whole trope and everything that she had done was was not necessary to the story. Um, and so, yeah, the whole thing makes me want to throw a coconut bomb. I don't, that's it. That's all I got to say. Okay. Um, Ryan did say that we, we needed Jane from Tarzan to be the mother in this. I, I, I'm sorry. I, from, I, no, which Tarzan? If you're talking the animated one, I still kind of got the same feeling from her. So for, for a good chunk of it, she reminded me, I mean, she and mother would have gotten along real well. I think personally, but um, now this movie does tie in to the parks in at Disneyland. Disneyland actually, this movie came out in 1960. The Treehouse opened in 1962 as a. It was actually a C ticket attraction. Um, it eventually became a D a B ticket attraction, which was 
Alice in Wonderland, the Casey Jr. train. So like the second tier of rides, not the horses on Main Street and those kind of things. Um, when it opened, John Mills, Haley, the family were there. Uh, the Disneyland one in 1999 became Tarzan's Treehouse. It was rethemed over the course of about four months and became Tarzan's Treehouse. Uh, the Magic Kingdom version was an opening day attraction, 1971. Um, there's additions in Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, for those of you not familiar, it's basically a walkthrough or walk up that allows people to see the house from the movie. You see the kitchen with all the gadgets. You see the bedroom with the ceiling that opens. You see the living area with the organ playing the music that gets stuck in your head worse than it's a small world. Um, but this leads us to our last question. I'm going over to Pete to start on this one. Does the attraction need changed? And if so, how does it need to change? <laughs> so as you're t describing all that, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, there's an attraction in, in Magic Kingdom, the most boring attraction in all of Magic Kingdom. And <laughs> uh, and honestly, the Tarzan version is not much better. Um, I haven't been in the Swiss Family Treehouse in a long, long time. I don't think we've ever gone through it with my daughter. Um, I remember even as a kid going through it and going, what is this that I'm seeing? It's <laughs> um, so what What do they need to, to do with it? They, they probably need to um, put something else there quite honestly. I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't take up that big a footprint and there's probably very little maintenance to it. So they get to list it as an attraction. Uh, so they're probably not doing anything to it, but does anybody like, does anybody go, Oh, let's do, let's do that again. Right. I don't know. It's get, get you know, there's, there's anything else. Get, uh, get rid of that before you get rid of anything else. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. What about you, Rebecca? Are you a fan? I, I genuinely, yeah. I also really like in um, the Dinosaur Land, the little jungle gym they have in there too. That and the treehouse are two of the things that I remember as a kid loving going in. I read the Magic Treehouse books as a kid and I dreamed of having my own treehouse to go up into. And I, I really do think the foliage is beautiful. Um, it doesn't really resemble the movie all that much. Like it doesn't really talk about, like, I don't read those little placards things on the side. I just kind of walk through and, and like get to go up and do all the stairs and the rope bridges and stuff. And I think that it's really, that it's fun. I think if you're looking for just literally an easier way to get to Adventureland past the spinning camel outside of Aladdin and you just want to kind of go through it, why not? I don't, there's never anybody there. And it's, it's pretty beautiful. I think that just the nice, the trees and, and the bridges, I, I, I do really like it. No, I, I, we never go on it. When I'm ever there, it's never one of the things, but I will never turn it down either. If someone wants to go, I'm like, for sure. I'm with you on it. We'll go right now. But yeah, Sam. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Rebecca here. I think it's a good place for particularly younger kids to get a little movement break, meaning where they can like sort of run around. Um, I actually really like the Redwood Creek Trail in Disney's California Adventure Park. And I wish that they would re-theme the, the treehouse in Magic Kingdom and do something more, I don't know, they could do something like Chippendale 
treehouse or something like that and you know make it a little bit more interactive for the younger kids i i like having these things like jungle gyms like rebecca referred to things that kids can climb on and be physical in because there's not a lot of that in the parks in the parks it's mostly like waiting in line and then you're sitting in a ride seat right and some kids really need these, I'm calling them a movement break, but it's it's not a break where you sit down on the couch or a bench. It's a break where you can move around. So I actually really like those types of experiences. You can do it on like Tom Sawyer Island, things like that. There are places in the parks you can do that, but there's not really enough of them. So I think they could do more with it. Um, I don't think eliminate it. I just think update it and maybe retheme it, right? I mean, Redwood Creek Trail at California Adventure right now is undergoing a renovation. So I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, but I like things like that for the younger kids. Derek? So I thought about this way too hard. Um, so initially, I cannot think of a good vehicle for change. It's not Tarzan. It's not Tarzan. Um, I know there have been there have been rumors of a remake of Swiss Family Robinson. Disney Plus, in theory, was ordering a series on it. To me, that screams Lone Ranger and John Carter all over. Just terrible. Um, is the attraction working now? No. To me, I bulldoze it. Okay, because if you bulldoze it, that gets you about fifty thousand square feet. And here's where I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay, 50,000 square feet, twice the size of Buzz, or about the size of Little Mermaid. Okay. Bulldoze Crystal Palace with it. Okay. That gets you 100,000 square feet. That's the size of Big Thunder. Okay. So, first one that came to mind was Bambi. The way they're getting rid of the shooting arcades, you can't do Bambi. Um, so, um, Next one I thought had potential was Narnia. Okay. Narnia, it's you've got a small entrance, you create a wardrobe setting, you get into Narnia. Okay. You could do Brother Bear. Again, nobody watched it. Um, you've got, but the one that came back, okay. So if you want to bump it back a little bit, you could either do Zootopia, because we've long been promised a Zootopia expansion. You could throw a little Zootopia land right in there or Disney now owns a lot of non originally Disney stuff. Here's one for you. It's the fire swamp in princess bride. And you make the tree inside the tree is the pit of despair. You do the princess bride right there. Because that would work. <laughs> that would fit with Adventureland. And it's a Disney property because Buttercup is now a Disney princess. <laughs> so that's my idea. If that happens, Disney, I want 10%. <laughs> so, and so, Kate, Darren, what do you you've think? Thought, you've thought too, way too much about I told this. you, <laughs> I thought way too hard on this. I even went on, measured it out and saw the size of it all. <laughs> if There's I'm getting- room if you if yeah. I'm getting a hundred thousand. The peasants would riot. I'm getting a hundred thousand square ahead. feet inside Magic Kingdom. I'm putting an Indiana Jones ride. So go ahead, Kate. <laughs> no, just tear up, uh, just tear no, up the dinosaur and put it back there because it's the same ride. So truth. Um, first of all, I am very impressed with how much thought you put into that. Uh, 
I don't think it works right now. I think I think it worked when the movie was super relevant, like when Disneyland opened or even when World opened. I think people still had a healthy obsession with it. I mean, look at how much we still love movies from the 90s, the classics from the 90s. Um, I think kids nowadays don't get it. They don't know what Swiss Family Robinson is. I mean, I know, Rebecca, you said you hadn't watched this movie before, right? Yeah, no, I hadn't either. Um, Sam, I think, did you say that you hadn't really watched it either as a kid? Really? I watched it once as a kid, um, but I didn't remember it. Like I, <laughs> I was born in 1980. And so I, I definitely saw it sometime in the earlier mid eighties, but that's the last time I saw it. I feel like the only time I might've seen it cause I was a weird nerdy kid <laughs> and I would stay up late and watch um, the vault. It was actually called the vault and it had like world of color and it had Zorro and it had the original <sighs> Mickey mouse club. And I'm pretty sure that this was on it was. that. It was like later. Yeah. I remember seeing this on, what was it called? Um, what? Uh, Derek will remember where they would have show the Disney movies. Wonderful at, world of Disney. Wonderful world of Disney. That's, that's, I, that's how I no. think I saw this movie. Got it. So, um, I actually love the idea of it being Tarzan. I think Tarzan is still super relevant. He, well, when not COVID, he still comes out at the Halloween parties. Um, people know, like Turk comes out in the parks. You can meet Tarzan and Turk. I just think that that, now, is that a bit of a throwback? Yes, but listen, when did Pandora, when did Avatar come out and Disney like, Six years later, it was like, yo, maybe we should make it an avatar thing. And then 10 years after that, they were like, oh, here you go. So uh, time really has no meaning for Disney whatsoever. But um, I so I would say. Uh, if you're not going to make it Tarzan, you could even maybe extend the because isn't it sort of by Jungle yes. Cruise? Couldn't you make it like a walkthrough? somehow of a jungle cruise if you could extend that and maybe even there tie in the new that goes movie. around it it is tied in to the water of jungle cruise oh okay um but it's it's also kind of like tom sawyer's island where it's like this is cool i don't really know what like if tom sawyer island was still doing the thing where they hid the paintbrushes yeah, and you had to find paintbrushes that would be stuff. one I thing but i think um and retheming right you don't need it to be tom sawyer anymore you yeah. don't need it to be swiss family robinson anymore let's update the theming even if it was like like i said chip and dale or something let's update the theming and make it more interactive right and sam made a really really good point and rebecca made this point too that there isn't, while yes, kids are walking from ride to ride, there isn't really a place where they can kind of let loose and burn some of that energy, that, that kinetic energy, you There's know what I'm no talking about? Yard. And that's something I hadn't thought about. Like, that's something that Sam thinks about because she, you know what I'm talking about. So, so yeah, I actually, I want to put more thought in, I wish I had put as much thought into it as Derek did, because um, now my, my wheels are turning. <laughs> But I, I love the Tarzan idea. I think that's great. As I like Disneyland. you guys were like giving your ideas, I thought of something way back, I don't know, not too many years ago, they had Pixie Hollow in yep. Epcot, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was going to, it was going to be at 
Magic Kingdom. Well, no, they used they used to have a place. Oh, it, was a flower and garden, it was a flower and right. garden thing, I think. I, maybe, but you could go and meet all of the fairies. And I think Tinkerbell literally lived in the grass and in the trees and, and in the roots and all of that stuff. You could probably read, if I were to read, Theme and its location is pretty tricky because it's not very fairy world ish. But if you could somehow configure to you going underground or you're getting down to that fairy level and you're now in Pixie Hollow and you can see the Tinker stuff and all oh, here are where the the garden fairies do their work and oh here are where the water fairies if you have the river from the Jungle Cruise and stuff. I my sister was obsessed with the Pixie Hollow and I love the Tinkerbell movies. And so I think that that would have, would be how I would revamp it if I could. Okay. That, that's the best and, idea and, of the bunch I, so far. I, I vote for it. Thumbs up. Because Tarzan's not working at Disneyland. I, Kate. I, I it, love it's Tarzan just, as a theming idea too, Kate, so, but I, oh, agree. I still think they need to revamp both the Disneyland and the Disney world ones and just make them, you know, more fun, more interactive. Yeah, the Disneyland and, and ones just kind of yeah, in the way. I, I love, I love that idea. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Disneyland yeah. ones just kind of in the way. It's like right, kind of in the middle when you're going from right, Adventureland right to I guess New Orleans like, Square. It makes that entrance really, and, really uh, tight too. Yeah. yeah, tight. Yeah. I just wait. I I think you're totally right though that there is something, even like look at like over at Epcot how they have. Um, where there's like little scavenger hunts in the world show place, like making it where you're looking for something or it is interactive. And it's not just like, Oh, this is nice. So now we're in this room. Okay. Now we'll walk to like, right. make it where you're looking right. for something like you're trying to you're just solve. I, I don't it's know. Like it's like making it more interactive with them. So bring right. in some of the elements from the big thunder mountain queue where you're cranking stuff and making things explode mm -hmm. and helping defeat the pirates even. You're you, testing you the different fairy, no, you're testing the different fairy powers. That's, that's what you I like is like you have, a, tinkers, yeah, you have an area you paint the ladybugs and yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Um so yeah, Gina, Gina says, you know, it's a teardown. Yeah. Um, in the tree. At Disneyland have the little, the little man, man from Disneyland, Disneyland and they can make a town for him. Yeah. They can relocate him. Um, or this, yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan's not too sure about my Bambi idea, but you know, I, I knew it wouldn't work, but it was the first thing that came to mind because as, as I was scrolling through, okay, what movies could it be? That was one of the first ones that came up and I went, no, now completely unrelated. But if you're going to retheme a land to non Disney property, but not have to do much work, Dino land, to Ice Age. Uh, I mean, it would work, but I have my suspicions on what Dino Land is going it should to be. Wakanda, but I don't. Mm -hmm. You can't in I know. Florida. I know you can't, but it you can't be. in Florida. Um, and that's because of all sorts of different rights issues with Universal and Marvel and way back when. So anyway, let, we got to do our pixie dust rating, Kate. Pixie dust rating out of five for the movie. Two. Okay. Pete? I'm going to go. I know I do this a lot. Three and a half. Okay. 
Ditto. Becca? Ditto. <laughs> Zero. Ditto. Okay, ditto to which one? Presented in Spanish. Zero. I said it in Spanish, but yeah. Wow. I'm going to give it. I'm kind of in between a two and a half and a three, so I'm going to give it a 2.75. Okay. Um, If I was still six, I'd give it a five. Um, I asked my 13-year-old son who has watched hasn't watched it in several yeah. years. He said he'd give it a four to four and a half. Okay. And honestly, between the nostalgia factor and the and this is gonna sound the fun for little kids factor, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Are there parts that didn't stand up well? Yes, but to me, <laughs> it's the favorite one I've watched I'm so sorry, far. You guys on this show you won't if you go back and look it's by okay. far my highest ranking better than so, sin. just sit there and be wrong and let's yes. hear from kate yeah. <laughs> oh that's right well, kate started darn it no kate already started kate started this kate, kate doesn't get another turn kate started this so I give it a two. Yeah, give it a two. So, as you can see, we're all over the place, but to me, that's what makes us great is we don't agree. So, you know, if you've got other movies you want us to see, you've got other movies coming up. There's a couple gaps in September and October where Disney doesn't have much coming out. We're looking for a couple, a, a diamond in the rough or a vault show in there. So email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com, please. We, yeah, tell us, we tell get, us what we get you tired want of selecting Platoon's everything. to be like. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I want to see something like, 90s early 2000s let's let's do something that's not so far back in the in the history that we're that we end up talking about you know i want to do something that's that's a that's a me throwback yes something that's 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 my throwback not a not a walt disney's throwback Okay. So next week and i know some of the people on this show have been looking forward to this for Ever since it came out on Plus and Premium, Cruella is coming out. It is the prequel to, it is the backstory of Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. Now, Pete, I am, those of you who have seen it, is it animated Cruella or it Glenn Close Cruella? Like Glenn Close Cruella, I would say. I it. But it's different from both. It's, it's not, okay. it's not animated. So she's not that okay. far. She's not that like evil, crazy. She's more quirky, evil, um, but she's not that evil. So she's anyway, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a really fun movie. It's live action. Okay. Okay. Um, there are animals, but I'm sure no animals were harmed in the making of that movie. Um Oh yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're probably all CGI yeah. animals nowadays. But anyway, it stars <laughs> Emma Stone yeah. so. is um plays Cruella and then there's another character uh who is really important and this is played by Emma Watson so the British uh, not Emma Watson Emma Thompson I'm sorry not Emma Watson Emma Thompson sorry Thompson, Thompson, Emma, Thompson. Thompson. Okay. No, no. Emma Thompson who who's in <laughs> okay. you know the Harry Potter movies she's um, in Love Actually she's in a ton of movies she's a wonderful British actress and she plays a, a very important main character in Cruella she was 
Travers, P.L. Travers, in Finding Mr. Banks, Saving Mr. Banks, wasn't she? She was. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's coming up next week. We are also going to touch on what if episodes two and three. Um, So we will also be seeing those, but our main focus next week will be Cruella. Guys, if you like our show, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere at Plus Platoon. And we are also available for podcasting to listen to us on podcasts later. So you don't catch us live. Catch us later. We are on Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pocket Cast, Stitcher. But if you want to see to be Apple, we but hope. if you want to see our beautiful faces, you can still watch us on YouTube, go. even if you're not watching us live. And mine. Yeah. If you want to see beautiful faces and Pete and I, you yeah. can watch us on YouTube. So um, with that being said, guys, Thank we are say, saying good night tonight and we will see good everyone night. next week for Cruella. Good night, everyone. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.